0: let's talk about myself fuck it right you know i've had a couple episodes that i'm as i review them i'm like oh this is fucking terrible uh but you know fuck it i mean i'm in this i said this to myself in my 30s i'm just gonna put up shots i'm just gonna try shit and if it sucks it sucks for you you're listening to this shit i think i checked my um uh, my, my podcast host and I had three views All of you guys are fucking losers All three of you. Um, Yeah, let's stay on the topic of self When you put out a podcast You are not only selling the podcast with future hopes of selling Maybe some products, advertising stuff for people And then the whole goal of that uh, To, you know, stroke your own dick with your words um, Pet the male ego but make a little money. Um, But the thing that I forgot is that you're selling yourself too. Like why would anybody listen to this shit? And then possibly in the future, if I stay consistent and advertisers hear me and advertisers, if you are listening, I don't know if you like the CIA. I don't know if you're tapping my cell phone right now, but if you are listening, I can sell whatever you like. I can sell dreams. I can sell concepts and religions. I'm open to it all. Uh, i really, really have no moral confines anyway. But if I do get to the level of selling advertisement, um, why would anybody put themselves through listening to me talk about myself in this case or listening to me sell? I mean, what are popular things to sell on a podcast like fucking Viagra, chewables, um, dick pills you can chew. Um, Why would anybody put themselves through that pain if I have not sold my viewers on myself so I should sell you on myself and the first step in doing that is that we need to sit down that means you sit down sit down let's have a conversation let's talk to each other and you can't talk because it's my fucking podcast so guess what I'm gonna talk to you you sit down and you listen and if you want to talk to yourself and act like I can hear that then let's both be crazy like that um I'll just tell you about myself that's what happens that's what normal people do when they when they get to know each other. Uh, what what are situations where people get to know each other? Like, you know, first date. This is like our first date. But I already fucked you. You know, you, you've listened to my other podcast and you've gained nothing. So you're fucked already. But, you know, I, I think one of the times we had sex, you started crying. So I feel bad now. I took you out to eat so that I don't feel like I'm a creep. We're at dinner right now. And I'm going to tell you about myself. I am... I am. I think I was going to start with saying I am and tell you what I am. I am a human being. Um, My name is Matt and I am a 30 year old man. I have what would be considered legally a family. Um, (laughs) That's fucked up, right? No. uh, Yeah, I've been in a relationship for nine years and... One of those years was uh, spent making sweet, sweet love and a baby cooking in my counterpart's um, stomach. No, it's not the stomach, Where, where's a baby fucking cook? You, you know, you understand how that shit works. I don't I don't give a shit, uh, but we had a kid. Um, we have a daughter, she's brilliant, she's beautiful, everything that you can want. Um, and it's funny thing about having a kid, it's like uh, you wish for all these qualities. You say, I wish she's, she comes out strong. I mean, firstly, you wish she's a boy because <laughs> let's be real. No, anyway, Um she you wish that she comes out strong. You wish that she is intelligent and that there's nothing wrong with her. You know, she has all her wits about her. She can move around. She's mobile, that there's nothing about her that's weak. And then when you, you get what you ask for and you're like, fuck. Because she is strong and she she slaps me and you can't slap a one year old back. Um. And she is really bright. So she's super fucking manipulative. So I guess that's just, you know, all of my fucking manifesting bullshit, you know, recommending manifesting books and uh, moving to Los Angeles because I'm going to figure it out, man. Uh, that's all coming back to bite me in the ass because I asked the universe for this and I got it. And guess what? I'm happy. I am happy, right? That's what I have to tell myself. Um, let's go back in my fucking past talk about myself like i love to you're sitting down you already got fucked we went over this um 30 years old grew up in new york city i don't know why i keep on saying 30 that's probably like my fucking uh, it's like a, a panic attack waiting to happen i'm 30 um grew up in new york city and uh that was shit that was like half shit half amazing It is the best thing in the world to be from New York City. You don't want to move there when you're older and try to like, I don't know what the fuck you move there for. Like you want to make it in the fashion industry or you want to, you know, learn how to smoke crack with the veterans. Like, I don't know what what you want to do, but um, growing up there, there's nothing that beats it. And there's a, there's a bunch of reasons why I can just go down the list really quickly. Firstly because you're a New Yorker. Everybody loves New Yorkers. They love us so much, everybody hates us. And I'm talking about the West Coast. Um, everybody in Los Angeles shits on New York because they, they wish they were us. They wish that they were actually from a big city and then didn't just call themselves Angelinos because they moved there um, to have failed dreams. Um, they wish that they had the hardships that make that New York character. People who are witty, quick-minded, not about the bullshit, honest, caring, loving but also if you smack a person that's from new york they will slap you back um and this is coming from a very sensitive man who took a lot of slaps before he started slapping back new york is incredible it's incredible being from there even better i wouldn't anybody recommend anybody to move there especially right now post pandemic it's like i don't know what the fuck happened to the city it really, it's like more and more resembling gotham city but there is no batman um you'll find people dressed as Batman. It's not Batman. From New York City. Uh the half amazing part. I mean, you can fill in the fucking blank with the half terrible. I'm from the hood. There was a lot of gangs. There was a lot of violence. There was a lot of poverty. Rich people can't afford their rent in that fucking city. Um, etc. 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 So it's it's always like a, you know, you're getting jumped, getting robbed. Fist fight um, in my particular bubble, you know, drug addict in the house, all that bullshit, all the stereotypical bullshit. I'm not gonna bog you down with my, my pity and my my tears. Um when I got a little bit older, that's when you really get to experience what's incredible about New York City. I had to I had my my late teens and my early twenties in New York, and the bar scene is unparalleled. I am a recovering alcoholic. No, I wouldn't say that I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm pretty sober right now. Pretty sober mean I've had like one drink this summer. We're approaching August. I think that's, you know, a lot of self-control, guys. I have a kid. There's a lot of motivation to drink. I'm not doing it. I'm drinking green juice and doing push-ups. When I was younger, before these responsibilities were in my life, and when I was in fun mode, And um, I can still have fun, but early 20s, if you're in your early 20s, you're probably experiencing right now, so you don't get it. Older people, my older people know you would just fucking kill a baby cow and sacrifice it to whatever deity. If you could have a weekend uh, back in your, your early 20s to go have sex with strange people, do drugs, get drunk, pass out in the street. It's incredible. There's no better place to do that than New York. Um, it really is when they talk about melting pots, they call places like Los Angeles, a melting pot. Um, Chicago just feels racist. I've never been to Chicago, but I just, you know, there's a lot of handlebar mustaches and I don't think gayness is like the biggest thing out there. So I just associate that with, um, racist cops, um, and people who love the culture of racist cops. And so they, they get the mustache, but they're not, they don't have the balls to actually become an officer and, uh, kill black people, but the mustache, um. I don't know why that's associating in my brain to Chicago, but we're just going to act like that's real. Anyway, back to melting pots. There's cities like Los Angeles. There's cities like Miami. There's big cities in this country that call themselves melting pots. And when you move to these places or you visit these places, what you'll soon find is that they're not melting pots. It's almost like water and oil in a bottle and the bottle's settled. Nobody's touching the fucking bottle. They're amongst each other. But the mixing is not... It's not real, man. It's not real. New York is completely different. This is the only city that I can honestly say that... Uh, and this is, you know, pre-COVID. Before all the people with money fucking left. But when I was growing up, you can get on a train. And on that train, on in one cart, you can find somebody who's worth billions of dollars. Headed down to Wall Street. And in that same cart, see a homeless guy jerking off. And... It was completely normal and it was just the way of life. And I do miss that. Um, Nowadays, it's going to be a lot more homeless guys jerking off. And from what I watch on the news, homeless guys stabbing you or pushing you on the train tracks. So that's fun. Once again, being from New York, great. Don't go now. You can go, but you know, not if you're from like a soft place or if you're stupid, which is most of you. Um, Got to really enjoy my early 20s. Got drunk a lot Had a lot of fun I moved when I was about 20 I was turning 25 or I was 24 or Whatever the fuck it was um, Got my first little bit of money um, Doing things that I'm not going to talk about Ladies and gentlemen Theft um, Anyway, if you've ever seen that movie Catch me if you can Let's just act like I'm Leonardo DiCaprio I, I've done this weird subconscious thing In my life where I think I've downloaded movies that I Or, or characters in movies that I've admired and then as I retrace the little bit of history I have on this planet, I'm like, oh, I fucking did that too? Is that like a subconscious thing? What I'm referring to is there was the character in Catch Me If You Can, uh, Frank Abagnale Jr., who is from New York, like myself, moves to Los Angeles, like I did, and then ended up in Atlanta. Um Shit started going bad in the country And he was like, instead of changing his ways And using his brilliance to stop fucking conning people But maybe, you know, work a little bit Which I completely relate to um, He decides, hey, I've already exhausted Everything I can out of this country Let me get the fuck out of here The feds are on my ass Let me go to France The only step I've not committed to is Moving abroad I am in Atlanta now So maybe the feds are going to come knocking on my door soon I have no reason for that to happen um, this is not a self-incriminating recording, uh, moved to Los Angeles when I was around 24 years old. And I went out there because I had a dream and they put me on a couch and they told me to lift up my dress. No, um, that's what happens in Los Angeles. You move to Los Angeles and you get fucked and it's either figuratively or for a lot of young ladies and maybe even young men that want to get into the modeling industry. Maybe you get fucked too. I don't want to discriminate and say it only happens to one sex. Everybody's equal, right? Men and women getting fucked against their will. Great. Um, Moved to Los Angeles. I was, I am a musician. I shouldn't say was. I was in pursuit of music as a main career. I wanted to go out there and record and be a studio musician. I play an instrument. I play guitar. And I wanted to um, find a way to, just etch out a little corner in this planet where I could play music and sustain myself, have a little apartment and uh, just be a vagabond and carry around all my belongings and a bandana tied at the end of a stick and whistle and walk on train tracks. Um, That was the dream. Did that happen? No, what happened was I grew up. I moved to the city that I could only describe as, I mean, if you are into... Kind of thinking about life out of outside of the traditional five senses. And this is just getting into spirituality. Just thinking about things outside of sight, smell, sound, taste, touch. Um, maybe you could understand what I'm saying by this. But there's just a lot of bad fucking energy in Los Angeles. It is not an easy place to be. It is con- more consistent weather than being from the, the northeast coast. It is definitely easier winters Um, There's not that vitamin D Fucking deficiency, depression That you're going to go through Or that big flu sickness Um, You know, if you're from New York You got COVID every year of your fucking life Since the the 80s and 70s You know, Um, it just got popular now, I guess But you you got really fucking sick twice a year And uh, that's if you had a good immune system You're not dealing with that in Los Angeles What you are dealing with Are the people And uh, the way that I would attribute all that bad energy and the culture just being so shitty and it being such a difficult city is if you go to a place that is a hub for, quote, air quotes, uh, dreams, a place where people venture out to some with money, some with resource, some with some concept of what they're going to do on the other end of that spectrum, uh, a place where people are kind of attracted to because they think fame is there. And if they're around fame, they're going to be famous. So they may not have plan they may not have their wits about them they may not be mentally healthy so you're thinking about all of that energy all the people that go there with ambitions and that are met with reality that not everybody makes it that it's not as easy as it looks that your dream isn't just going to catapult you into the stars you need some level of practicality and application of good habits um Then what you get is a culture of people, a lot of people who do one of two things. They continually fail um, because they're in denial and maybe they don't have the ability to kind of self-assess. Maybe this isn't working out for me. Maybe I should shift not only for financials because I'm living in my car, not only for my mental health uh, because I'm starting to lose my fucking mind, um, but maybe so that my family isn't worried um, back home. Uh, but anyway, so those people, they keep on going, they're hitting their head on the wall, and that makes them a little bit grumpy. And then you have other people um, who are delusional. Um, not just in the sense of, um, you know, my dream's going to work out, but just a personality type. There's there's a lot of people that move to Los Angeles because it is promoted to the rest of the country. as the place where dreams happen. Not everybody's dream is to become an actor or an actress or a musician. Some people go out there because they think they're just going to fucking find a bag of money. You know what I mean? Like there, there's people with mental illness. And so you find a lot of that. You find a lot of people who may be high functioning, severely mentally ill individuals. And they are everywhere. And so the the, the, the culture becomes uh, very petty and very focused on getting ahead extremely jealous, extremely envious. All of these things are probably to be expected for people who plan to go out there or people who've heard about Los Angeles. What is not experienced is how far this petty culture kind of spills into the everything that is um, human interaction in Los Angeles. You're gonna feel this in your gym. You're gonna feel this in your supermarket. You're gonna feel this with your landlord. People who are not in entertainment, uh, they are are part of this culture I think it starts with the entertainment industry But it doesn't seem to end anywhere So that was an experience living in Los Angeles um, It was a grown up experience for me It was something I would never take back I will give some compliments to the West Coast Best fucking street tacos in Los Angeles If you're ever in Los Angeles, go to 25 um, I'm about to give you a dress I don't even fucking know the dress It's off of a uh, Arlington and Washington is a taco spot. Pretty sure everybody there is illegal. That's that's an indicator of good tacos if they're illegal immigrants. Um, they're, they're cooking with desperation. And um, so it comes out really good. Uh, beside the food, um, it's a beautiful place visually. There, I, I, I I've, It was like therapeutic. If you're having the worst day in your life, you just go onto the coast and you drive up and down. And there's nothing like that. I don't think in this country there's anything like that. It is extremely beautiful. It's like a fucking movie, um, visually. If you can stomach everything else, or if you're going out there with money, or with with realistic expectations, maybe you're going out there to achieve practical dreams, or you want to tough it out and lose your mind, and maybe you even become rich and famous, but in that process, you lost your fucking mind, which I think is a lot of what Hollywood is. Um, Do so, but... Um, Outside of the entertainment It is a beautiful place I did have beautiful experiences I was still in my 20s I was still drinking like a fucking crazy person Taking trips down to Mexico Going to San Diego Going to San Francisco um, Driving to PCH Wonderful experience And uh, more than anything Really grew me up Um, When you're from New York Going back to that again You get an experience That grows you up quicker Than maybe other states could give you. Los Angeles added on to that bag of wisdom I've been able to accumulate so far in my life because it is not an easy city. When you think about a place that is a hub for people attracted to dreams and you think about uh, people who may be a little bit delusional, maybe a little bit malleable, you can think and, you know, just drawing a parallel here, where there's a lot of flies, there's probably a guy that's building a machine like a fly zapper, and that light, that light bulb attracts all those flies, and they, you know, they get fried. So there's a lot of manipulation, and there's a lot of, a lot of the industry, in Los Angeles, businesses that appear to be reputable, are pyramid schemes, are um, Ponzi schemes. They are uh, f- leading to a lot of financial ruin and a lot of stress and depression. If that, if that, you know, entertainment business wasn't enough of that um, So there is a lot of growing up to happen If you are a young man like myself moving to that city um, And I appreciate it And I thank you for your services um, Los Angeles, you were great uh, Cut to right before I'm a big guy, I, I believe in, you know, there's no, there's no such thing as chance I don't think there's anything um, That is random You know, and that's a hell of a fucking belief because it's not measurable. There's no way for me to really connect the dots with most of what this life is. But it's just what I choose to believe. I believe in synchronicities. And um, toward the end of me living in Los Angeles, uh, bad things happen. And, you know, I had some rough times. I was actually uh, making more money than I've ever made and able to um, live a different lifestyle this was like my first experience moving into a really nice apartment. I live like Beverly Hills adjacent. I'm paying, you know, over $2,000 rent for a one bedroom. It's not hurting me. Uh, but in the personal life, you know, things happened that were not the best. And me and my female counterpart made a very wise decision in saying, we have the opportunity now. We have a little bit of money. We've been talking about getting the fuck out of this hellhole. Let's not wait till we invest more of our lives and more of our time into this city. you know things that could have happened like us you know starting a family or anything like that to keep us in that city to make it harder for us to move or maybe some you know financial issues. we, we had the resources at that time to make a move and so we decided to do um, what we did to get there. Uh, I, I forgot to say that when I left New York I uh, loaded up a car that I had just bought and went and visited a whole bunch of states and um, kind of did that in reverse. Uh, so when I, I moved to Los Angeles, leaving New York, did the Blues Trail, went you know, straight down the, the south of the East Coast, uh, North Carolina, firstly DMV area, North Carolina, um, Georgia, Atlanta, um, went straight across to Texas, and um, Vegas, all that shit, and then went to Los Angeles. When I was going, Uh, moving out of los angeles i went uh the middle of the country so i had this intention i was like you know we already did this four or five years ago why don't we go see other states you know what what, how much opportunity am i going to have in my lifetime to kind of see what this country really has um i would never recommend going through the middle of the country i mean if you're going to you know shove cocaine in your ass or your tires and um you don't want to get caught sure drive through utah Really nice people, you know, the cops are nice, the people are nice, people are gonna pump the gas for you. Um, Really fucking, really nice people. Uh, Otherwise, if it is February and you're deciding to leave sunny Los Angeles and move back to the cold East Coast, um, why would you move to drive through the middle of the country? I don't know, but that's what I did. So I took the route of going firstly through Nevada, went to Vegas, you know, you gotta spend some money in Vegas. You gotta, you gotta see where your luck is. You know, you're making a big move. Why not take some of that money that you set aside to start up a new life and gamble it? Cause that's who I am. Um, after that, went to Colorado, which was actually fantastic. Um, beside the fact that it was January going into February and it's cold as fucking balls, and it seems like the only people that live out there um, naturally are blonde-haired, blue-eyed people with no. Melanation in their eyeballs um, so they don't get snow blind. Um, But outside of that, if you don't mind wearing shades when there's no sun out uh, because there's snow everywhere. Colorado is fucking fantastic. I think I did Boulder City and then we did Colorado. Uh, We didn't get to ski just because I was driving a Chevy. And that's probably not smart going up one of those ski mountains. Don't have all wheel drive. Yes, I drove through the middle of the country in some of the snowiest states in February with real, real drive in a Chevy. I like to gamble. Um, Where did we go after that? We went to Colorado. Then we went, okay, this is when the trip got, you know, when when the the, the wake up call. We were like, you know what? We didn't go to these states previously. Let's go um, finish our barbecue tour. So if anybody says barbecue to you, you probably think about certain places. You probably think firstly... Um, North Carolina, then you get a little bit more in the deep south, South Carolina, you get to the Georgia, the Mississippis, the Alabamas, the Floridas, Texas, you know, when you think about best barbecue, what always comes up is um, St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, you always hear it. Um, I have had no reason previous to then to go to St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I shouldn't have gone to St. Louis, Missouri, because St. Louis, Missouri is, um, I don't even know how to describe that place. Um, it's like if depression, the emotion of depression manifested itself into a city. It is rough. It's rough. Like you hear, you know, there's this thing. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm fucking Puerto Rican from the hood in New York. And you'll hear like white guys in St. Louis talk like they're fucking. It's just the most hilarious shit. It's like I never heard a white person talk like this. Yeah, I made it out the hood. He just, like, moved down the block from the hood. I'm like, you made it out. What the fuck are you talking about? You're white. What, are you, what the fuck is going on? But, um, yeah, it's a really rough city. A lot of poverty. A uh, lot of violence. But I will say barbecue is top five. Uh, uh, barbecue is fucking good. Burnt ends. Z Deli. Get a mixed plate. Fucking fantastic. Um, this did start uh, the shittiness of moving back toward the East Coast. Which has worked out since then. But that road trip, you know, I, I should have stood in the South. After that, we uh, went to uh, where did we go after that? I think Nashville was pretty decent. It was a weird time of year because um, it's like winter time, and, you know. A lot of tourism in those southern states, you know, summertime, summertime. Um, but that was cool, and then we ended up settling in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's been fucking fantastic. Atlanta is cheap, and this is relatively talking. You know, I get into the Uber every now and again. When I'm going out to have a drink and um, I'll talk to like, you know, a native of Atlanta and they'll talk about how expensive things are getting. I'm like, bro, you know, I know people that pay fifteen hundred a month to live in the projects in New York and in Los Angeles, fifteen hundred a month. You know, probably like downtown Los Angeles with all the homeless people, you know, uh, fifteen hundred to live in fucking Buckhead. Not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, And that's where I live. I live in uh, Buckhead, which is like the Beverly Hills or the downtown New York of Atlanta. It's been fantastic. Um, yeah, that's just, a. I guess it's like a geographical re- resume. You know, I was, I was, I, I think the analogy I used in the beginning is I fucked you guys with, you know, my podcast episodes previously. So you've been fucked and you started crying. You went into the fetal position. I felt bad. And I said, hey, why don't we have a drink, go to dinner. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. And that's a little bit about myself. So, you know, if you, you want to tell me a little bit about yourself, I think they advertised my email. So for whoever the three people were that listened to my podcast previously, email me. Send me some pictures. Send your nudes. You know, tell me a little bit about yourself. You, you got fucked already. You listened. Um, you know, I, I, I'm new to this. There's no reason for you to do that. Um, no, but I, I do uh, appreciate anybody that does listen. It wasn't just three people that listened. Um, you know, a joke. Anybody that would like to continue listening. Uh, anybody that would like to email with uh, recommendations. I'll even, you know, in the beginning of this, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable. I'm an arrogant piece of shit. But, you know, I'll, I'll accept some critiques, some directions, some notes, um, suggestions. If anybody has suggestions of talking points, questions. Uh, send those in. Send those in. I'm going to stay consistent with this. This will continue growing. And um, eventually, I'll start my own church and my, my own religion. And I'll do my own circumcisions. And it, it won't be on babies like the, the weird weirdos in the Catholic Church or the Jews. Uh, it will be grown men. And I don't care if you've already been circumcised. I need your dick skin, sir, because it's my church. Uh, And if you want uh, my God to accept you in the gates of heaven, cough it up. Snip, snip. Um, No, I do appreciate anybody that is listening. Continue listening. Uh, This has been this.